welcome to the 2022 Pop Apologist podcast. Everything's about to change. Literally everything's about to change. This is now going to become a full-time podcast for Retain Finance, okay? All you're going to hear about all day long is the <laughs> financial services offered to you by Retain Finance. Um, we are rebranding the podcast. Um. 100% devoted to how you can provide payments mm-hmm. to your clients, easy, low mm-hmm. payments, monthly payments. I am honestly waiting for the worlds to collide when my actual clients like realize that I have this totally trashy other life and they like listen to this podcast and I lose all credibility in the no. eyes of the true You're I never going to lose you're only going to gain credibility and, you know, the wide breadth of subjects you, uh, you know about. I actually have to tell you, dad paid you a very sweet compliment, false, but nice compliment last night. Oh God. Um, okay. Just kidding. Um, he was saying that when you guys were first kind of starting Retain, that you would talk to, you know, financial people or, you know, men at banks, women don't work at banks. Um, Accurate. <laughs> he would just be talking to people in the industry, right? And he said, you know, I... I could not believe how articulate she was like the most articulate person so polished when she was speaking to these people. And I'd like, you know, dad was kind of acting like he he didn't really know totally what you were talking about, but I mean, I'm sure he did to some degree, but like, I, I just, I feel like I'm butchering this compliment to you, but he was just talking about how, you know, how wonderful and how proud he was of you when you were like getting the business up, up off the ground and how just polished and articulate you were. That is so nice. That yeah. is very, very kind. Yeah. Of it was like we were like talking um, about me and then all of a sudden he was just like, you know, Lauren, <laughs> I got to say when we started retained with Lauren, I was just like, what? Like we're literally, <laughs> okay. I have, I have a few stories about mom and dad. Like we can save that um, for later on in the episode. But um, I just had to tell you that before I forgot. Wait, that is so cute and so nice. Um, so thank you. That makes me feel really good. Well, I just want you to know that the reason why I sound so chipper thanks for asking, is because I have had about three quarters of my coffee and the will to live is starting to seep back into my veins. Right. Um, have you, do you know what that feeling is like? Do I don't know if you ever get this, but like I will have moments of intense dread, like first thing in the morning or, right, you know, s- Sunday night. I'm going to get to that later with my resolutions. Um, and then I will have like when I drink coffee or maybe, you know, let's say once I've taken a Percocet, um, <laughs> where the dread right. really starts to more on that the later cocaine. on the, on the Patreon, um, where the dread starts to really leave my body and will enters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want you to know that I just had coffee and like the will to live and the will to, to get through this Tuesday, my first Tuesday back at work after what feels like you know a month long break. That was so nice. It's back. I don't know how long it's going to last for, but it's back right, right. now. Well, it's so funny because I do think – I do feel that when I wake up, I completely agree. It's almost like the world is a dark place. Mm-hmm. Like literally the sky is still black. Yeah. Like black as my soul. Mm-hmm. And as as I sip coffee, it's almost like there's a horizon inside my brain yes. and the sun starts to peek in. And it's like by the end of the caffeination, the sun is shining in my soul there is sunshine within my soul today. Okay, I'm basically singing that song. I've gone from complete dread at my mere existence to there's yes. sunshine in my soul today. Yes, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I 
I came back to New York and it's so fudging cold here. It's like it's probably not even that cold for people who like live here all the time, but like for me it's like 19 degrees and it is a bitter cold. Okay, it is so chilly. Ugh. And so I had to, you know, get dressed, go and go find coffee because I don't have anything any groceries at my apartment. And I was just literally like, why the hell did I move here? Like, yeah, Ben's great, but like I don't know why I did this. Like, I never I I never want to be this cold ever. And the fact that I like now have to be this cold all, like for at least 4 to 5 months. And then, like, literally, as I'm sipping my coffee, as I'm back in my apartment, back in my bed, I'm just like, it's all possible. I can live here forever. I can have a right. great life. I can, you know, I can start a cookie making business. Oh, you know, where I <laughs> just, do you realize? Can I just possibilities say possibilities like, are endless? One thing that I think was probably really difficult for our early listeners yeah was hearing me be like oh I think I'm gonna start a cookie business <laughs> like I lost my job after the pandemic I got fired laid off whatever so now I'm gonna start this cookie delivery service and then to go from that to be like I'm starting a finance lending company <laughs> like are you what are you talking about like like just just expecting our listeners to be to nod their heads and be like oh yeah totally sounds Lauren. reasonable if anyone could do it, it's you. I mean, honestly, when you when you were gonna do your cookie business, did we have a name for that? By the way, I wish we had a name. Yeah, did we have a name. Fresh homemade cookies. Fresh homemade cookies. Uh, I had very literal. Instagram, yeah. <laughs> very literal. <laughs> oh, Please tell me you still have it. Please tell me you I still do. Have it. I still have. Okay, fresh good. Homemade cookies. We need to have fresh homemade cookies. We should be like reposting Pop Apologies episodes <laughs> on fresh homemade cookies, so that it looks like people are constantly like loving our episodes. Uh, anyways, that's that's, that's another business strategy for 2022. No, but um, uh, when you when you were doing fresh homemade cookies, you had it down to a science. You had it down to a, I will say, financial science. So you know, well, it was always there. It was truly like I look back at that and I think honestly, it. I was such an idiot. First of all, like I was like, I like baking. So let I made the I made the critical error mm -hmm. that we all do, which is like. I enjoy doing this thing for 30 minutes once right. every two months. And I feel pure joy while I'm doing it. So why don't I turn it into my full-time <laughs> career and means of sustenance and existence in this world? Like how I get by. Like everyone does that. Everyone does that. And then they realize like, no, wait, I don't want to, I don't, I no. don't want to start a restaurant Nobody and be a restaurateur. <laughs> I just want to go out to eat, you know? So <laughs> Okay. I don't need to become a florist and like, you know, schlep a bunch of greenery and shrubs everywhere. I just want beautiful florals in my home. <laughs> you guys, it's a big okay. error we all need to, I just want to get away from. I just remember you talking about how you could make deliveries. You could you could go as far as Irvine or something and you could, you know, ma make it lucrative by zigzagging all around town. <laughs> I remember you also were like, you know, I wonder what this is going to drive up my gas prices in my house to because my oven's going to be going all day long. <laughs> That's the worst part about it is I really took it really seriously. Yes. I'm like, no, no, this is going to be huge. Yes. My, my homemade cookie business, where my, my homemade cookie business, where I bake the cookies in my own home and then deliver them to in your own car, door. in my leased car that I have a mileage limit on. In my own vehicle while they're still warm. Okay. <laughs> that was like the value proposition. Um, this I'm going to become rich from. And Meanwhile, it was like, it took me. 
Oh, go ahead. Well, it took me doing all of the math. Like it took Mm -hmm. me actually running some quick numbers to be like, I will have to do 500 deliveries again. (laughs) All right. 500 deliveries a day. Purchase 10 ovens. um, Essentially become like get an industrial size kitchen become Hermione Granger and be able to be a hundred places at once in order to even get I, to the income I used to have at Stance where I I'm literally before. picturing you. I can picture this so clearly in my brain. You on your sectional with an Excel tab <laughs> open with your head in your hands, like with a blanket and lotion right next to you, just experiencing this hard truth. Oh my gosh. I can paint that picture. It's burned in my brain. Honestly, when my startup failed, I will never <laughs> on my sectional, truly running the hard numbers. I mean, like, even if I just use my current manpower, my current human manpower, my current car power, and my current one oven po- oven power, yeah, I can probably get to nine thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I can probably get to nine thousand dollars a year. Oh, sis. anyway, but you and Adam Newman have a lot to commiserate about. Truly, <sighs> who is Adam Newman? The guy who started WeWork. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. I was like, is that the French? Is that the dressing man? Anyway, was it was Dijon? That- <laughs> like no. Newman's dressing. Newman's own. <laughs> like, did, did he first Paul start Newman? <laughs> Paul Newman. Oh my God. I'm dying. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. Thanks for bringing up, you know, one of my, one of my failures. Hey, let's ground ourselves in reality before we make any resolutions. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up Fresh Homemade Cookies Chapter 11. Thanks a lot. (laughs) The the good thing is I didn't go out and spend like 20 grand on credit to like make my dreams come true. Totally. Like Like an investment in my future business. I could see you taking out like a home equity line or I don't know, some bullshit to uh, to make Fresh Homemade Cookies work. So I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um. Anyway, anyway, okay. what's going on? What's going on, Jan? So I have to tell you about mom and dad being here. Okay. Yes. They're probably going to listen to this and they can love it. They can listen and love. Um, <laughs> two quick stories. You know, nothing crazy. We've had a lovely visit. It has been very cold, which I, I do feel bad. You feel well, bad? You're taking on the guilt of it being cold in January well, in New York? Well, That's like explain. your fault? There's more trauma involved in that. Basically... Great. You know, I live far, far away from them. We live on opposite coasts now. And because they are uh, unvaccinated, um, we should we oh. not say that? No, what no. We, I mean, we Let's can bring say it up. It. Mention it all. Mention, Mention it all. Mention it all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is our reality. They're, they're, they're proud of the fact that they're not vaccinated. That's their truth. We're, you know, we're in a, we're in a good place. Anyways, okay. So they're here. And because they aren't vaccinated, we have to eat outdoors, which is like on the first day they were here, it was actually like 50 degrees. It was so warm. It was amazing. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. It's not going to be terrible. And then yesterday, the temperature just like fully dropped. And now it's like in the 20s. So cold. So we go to dinner with Ben and we it's like their first time actually having dinner, just the two of us and, and them. Every time he's been around them, it's just been like with the whole family. So they're like, there's a little bit riding on this. Like, I just want them to be like, you know, happy and and engaged. And, you know, I want it to be a good dinner. Well, <laughs> it was a good dinner. But let me just tell you how dad kicked it off. Because okay. it's so cold outside. I go to – I sit down. Ben's not there yet. We're sit, sitting outside and dad's like, it's so cold. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like you can scoot closer to the heating lamp. Like do you want to go to a, 
bodega and get like a beanie or something or like i don't know go find one of those like shops and so he's like he's like okay i'll go find something and then like comes back like two minutes later it's like it's too far away so then dad's just like miserable because he's so cold so by that time ben is now arriving ben sits down and dad's like it's pretty cold gonna be a fast dinner (laughs) (laughs) we're literally the first words out of his mouth to ben like our first dinner just the four of us oh my gosh and mom and i just look at each other and we're just like and yeah dad was basically uh dad had very bad manners that night and ben Ben didn't care obviously but um right anyways so uh that happened Dad is a um, funny one to be at meals with. Like many times he will break into when we're having a full conversation, he'll just interrupt it with something completely off topic. Like he's not even listening right. to what we're talking about. No. It's just like he's ready to talk about like something the latest else. Orange Theory splat point right. challenge he's doing. <laughs> exactly. And you're just like, wait, dad, like we were just talking about Follow like what the we're thread. Doing. Yeah. He but, needs to yeah. learn the art of a segue. Um <laughs> We should find him a book or something. But yeah, like <laughs> he he also is a little bit particular about cuisines. Like mom is pretty open. Mom will eat like, you know, a lot of things. But dad right. actually only wants to eat like steak, fish, burgers. So like dad right. only wants like modern American food. Because right. like there's the no other- sushi happening. So- no sushi happening, no Thai, no, no Thai. Japanese, right. like no Indian, like nothing. The problem is that like I want to show them New York and I want them to enjoy all the delicious food. So we, the first night they're there, we go to this like random Italian place and that dad like found. So we go there and then apparently the next morning he dragged mom back to that same place again. Like a very just like medium good Italian place. Okay. And I'm like, you're literally in New York City and you're going to go eat at the same medium good place twice in a row. That's like honestly not that good it was fine that if you're listening it was like it was totally fine but i was just it was just hilarious so then like i have to call around and see what places will like take us in their outdoor seating and some places like require proof of vaccination even to sit outdoors because they're right. kind it's, of like indoor outdoor logistical so, burden on you yeah it was just i just i told them and so anyways the trauma is that because we live so far away now i'm worried that if they don't have a good time on this trip that they won't come back to visit me which is like my right. own thing that i'm worried about so i just said to them finally yesterday i was like please promise me you'll come back in the spring when we it's a little bit more enjoyable to eat outside and right. when i you know when i'm like not having to go to work when i'm just like a little bit more in the headspace to like host i think hosting is also just like so hard but they were gonna stay in Times square at the marriott in Times square and i was just like absolutely not i will not be trekking down to Ugh. literally the armpit of new york every single right. day Right. So luckily I convinced them to get like a hotel that's like near the bottom of Central Park. So it's like closer to me. Anyways. Okay. okay last, nice. last little story. Mom just is like, she's actually been, she's been so great, but she had a few little New York micro aggressions the first day she got here. Okay. Okay. Um, here we go. <laughs> so we're just like walking down. She, she like insisted that we go like near Times Square in the middle of a pandemic on New Year's Eve because she was like just wanted to be in the in the area so we had like just gotten off the plane she's like let's go down there so we like drop our stuff at the hotel and she's we're like walking down you know eighth or whatever and it's probably like a 10 block walk and while as we're walking down she's just like so do you feel safe here so <laughs> <laughs> people say it'd be in Puerto, in Puerto Rico anyway go ahead no but it's like but it is like a little and it's so honest I know it's coming from a good place 
But I'm like, yeah, I totally. I'm like, I feel safer here than I felt in San Francisco. You know, I feel like there's always people around, yada, yada, yada. Right. So that was funny. And then she goes, <laughs> just totally sincere, sweet. She goes, hey, are the trash people on strike? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait, that's hilarious. And I'm like, no, it's just always like this. Like, there's just always garbage bags, like, everywhere uh, on the sidewalk. Right, right. Um, <laughs> So then also mom got approached by like several men while we were walking. Okay. Wait, like approached like yes. in what way? Like approached. No. Yeah. So well like one guy was like, hey, little mama. And then like to mom as she was like walking and she's like, hey. And then <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part. Mom's like, mom like engages. So yeah, and then right. like as we're leaving Shake Shack that night, mom's like, this guy's like, hey, what are you getting into later tonight? Stop. <laughs> and I'm just like I then immediately just like walk like 10 paces ahead I'm like I can't do this right now I don't want to do this but just like what are you getting into later tonight New Year's Eve <laughs> mom's oh like, my gosh mom's what like I don't say? know she's like <laughs> she's so cute and I can tell she's kind of messing with him but like but also sincere she's like I don't know probably reading my scriptures and saying some prayers <laughs> oh, oh my god! Wait, she is so cute. I know, I know. But she, and then she just like walked for like several blocks with him. I just oh, talking to him. Yes, yeah. Dad just like mom doesn't care at all. Oh no, you mom. Okay, one thing I will say about mom. Mom is sixty. Like very looks really good. Yeah, like, she I'm, looks amazing. And also, she's just like so. um She's so energetic. Like Charming. the energy that mom has is like really amazing to me. Even like when we've just like spent some days together, I'm just like, I think I just kind of want to like, like, I just don't want to talk or I'm, I feel like the lame one. And mom's just like, like, I, I don't know. I don't know where she gets it, but I like, I love She's that very dazzling. And, and yes. like, she has this like charm that like for you and me, if we're in public, if we're dealing with like, you know, retail employees, I think we're polite and nice, but we're not yeah. like ready to turn on the charm, no. like get some jokes rolling. Like we're no. ready to get our stuff done and talk to as few people as possible. Mom's the opposite. Right. She's like, oh yeah, let me walk with you for a few blocks. You guys sexually, har- sexually harassing me. Totally. Like, Let's get to know each other. Maybe no, I can tell crazy. you about a wonderful book called The Book of Mormon. <laughs> it, like, it's like it's it's insane to me. She's really not long. jaded. She's not jaded. Exactly. She's not jaded, and she's just like happy to be a person in the world. You know, just right. like chatting with different people. She's never like ex- I guess she never seems exhausted by it. Right. Right. Anyways, it's been very fun to have them, and they have promised to come back. And every time I've been like, "Are you hating it? Are you still miserable?" She's like, "No, I'm having a fabulous time." She like, you know, went and walked around the Nordstrom yesterday, got some shopping in, so it's all good. Well, this is a sidebar, but really, the only thing that our family truly likes to do on vacation is go out to eat. Yeah, like, so I think we should do like a New York. We should do a spring New York trip as a family every year. Fun. I think that would be amazing. We can all get ourselves there easily. Right. Hotels are not that expensive. No. And, and mom and dad booked theirs with points this time around. And then the best part is like we can just do what we like to do and go to great restaurants. Right. And also shop and have fun. Okay. So I need to talk to you about Yellowstone, Lauren. Yes. Okay. Moving on from mom and dad. Moving on. My as you know, I've been watching Yellowstone for the past couple of months. I've been telling you, I think you should watch it. Right. Um, Ben and I like caught up through all the seasons and now we're like, you know, caught up to the rest of the world. And the finale was last night. All right. 
And I have some like gathered thoughts on the television program now. Okay. Okay. First of all, I want you to know that this is the most watched show on television. I spoke to somebody high up at Disney. Yes. Yes. I spoke to somebody high up at Disney. Okay. High up. His name is Joe Peacock. And (laughs) anyways, he let me in on a little secret. And that is that if it's not the most, I think he said, I think he said it was the most watched show on television or he said it was one of the most. It's very, very popular. Okay. Okay. And I like it. I really well, like it. I, I think we all have got that message. Okay. Continue. I like Kevin Costner. I think he's kind of sexy. I like watching stunning landscape scenes of, you know, sun-kissed mountains. It's actually filmed a little bit in Utah, but it's supposed to be Montana. I also, you know, admittedly on this podcast, I've talked about this. I like cowboys. You and I both have an affinity for a man of the land, impeccably donned in Carhartt. Correct. But this show is making me lose my fantasy. Why? Don't do because this to me. I know. I don't. I don't want to do this to you, but I think it's maybe a, a critical part of me growing up right now. No, I'm growing up. What? Right, right no, on this don't podcast. Do, this to me. do not do this because to me. the archetype of like the stable cowboy, so like man of the land, husband. Let me know. tell you why. Let me tell you why. Okay. <sighs> because while it is a good show, it's also just pretty bad. Like the writing is just so bad. And some of okay. the writing is good, but like I would say 60% of it is like pretty cheesy. For example, last night, like there's so much 60%. 60%. You're shilling a show to our audience that is 60% cheesy. Yes, yes. Because I still think it's still worth it. And also, like, I'm so desperate for TV that like that's like a drama. Like I'll I'll basically take anything. Okay. There's so much like hammed up cowboy talk that sometimes like I literally have to cover my eyes because I'm cringing so much. Mm, like okay. last night's episode, the finale of season four. Okay. This mm-hmm. this show has just only gained in popularity. The finale. One of the cowboys leaves the Dutton ranch. And <laughs> as he's like saying his goodbyes, literally the, the final line that some writer cooked up was cowboys don't say goodbye. They say, see you later. Wait, is just, this who says this? Like the narrator? No, one of the other cowboys to the cowboy who's leaving the Dutton Ranch. He references, like, in a very meta way, cowboys don't say goodbye. They say, see you later. Yes. Yes. That's the line. Ugh. And that, like, passed through screenwriters and, like, yeah. Right. Like, so cringy. Ben was just, like, Ben honestly wanted to, like, pause it and just, like, take a minute to digest how terrible that line was. Right. And I'm just like, this is the best we can do. Like, I this is literally the most watched show on television, and that's what they're writing. Okay, so that's right. like one element to it. The other issue that str- I struggle with is about every other episode. There's extensive scenes of farmer core. Okay, where okay, that sounds hot to me. This that's what you think. You think farmer core sounds hot? It's not. It's like farmers doing their hobbies. Okay, which is not hot. I realize. I don't oh, want to see a farmer doing their hobbies yeah. because it's like no, like ten minutes, ten, 10 to fifteen minutes of of rodeo watching. Like right, watching a horse right. chase a cow or a bull. And it's like extent like no. they're they're like long scenes because they like the show is for people who like like watching that stuff or I find it, you know, beautiful. They like right. the, watching a horse do tricks, trucks right. and trailers. Oh no. And it's usually accompanied by a country music song like this. I'm gonna play it for oh, you. Gosh. Okay. Okay, Lauren, this is the song that's accompanying this the scenes of farmer core, rodeo watching, a horse chasing a cow or a bull or something. <sighs> Wait, singing for the rodeo? <laughs> uh-huh. 
Wish we had a few. <laughs> okay. Oh, this could have been an amazing song. Except it's about a rodeo. Okay, please turn it off. Please turn it off. Can we turn it off? Okay. I just this you- honestly makes me angry. This honestly makes me angry because Tim McGraw's voice is stunning. It's I, not Tim McGraw. It, it's not Tim McGraw. It's, it's, really? a, it's a look. It's a sound alike named Cody Johnson. Okay. Honestly, I will also say I found this song to be kind of stirring in the moment. I actually stirring, like for sure. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, until it actually it gets pretty good. Talking about literally a rodeo. until he's talking an about a rodeo. It's it's called that's, the song is called Dear Rodeo. That's the problem. That's where the fantasy of the cowboy husband really breaks down. Yes, because what okay. you think mm-hmm. what you think the hobbies of a cowboy is is like riding a horse. Let me tell you. Know, you. 20 miles into mm-hmm. the country, finding right. a river where they can read Tolstoy by. Exactly. And then on the way home, chopping wood so, with which they will burn a fire and make love to you in front of. Like that that's exactly is what, what I'm saying. The country I, life, I thought, has in store. No. See, what I'm getting on the show is not what I came here for. And I think the show, right. I think the show is showing me a little too much of the country lifestyle. Right. Like I like you're saying, I prefer my cowboys passionately in love, feeling the soil with their calloused hands, or thoughtfully looking up at the sky. I don't right, want to see cowboy exactly. hobbies, and I guess that's just too much to ask. Uh, honestly, it truly it was just like when I flew to Virginia and saw the reality mm-hmm. of Virginia. I won't tell that story again. I will save you. Um, one day, maybe I'll retell it if people want me to. Um, Chandler's like, no one wants you to. I do not want to do that no, story retell again. Retell it. Retell it. Maybe I'll tell it another time. Anyway, yes, that's a dark moment when you realize that your agrarian man of the land fantasies are just that. Um, okay, should we move on though before we thoroughly depress our listeners? Yes, let's move on before they think this is another songs that stir us episode. Yes, this is not. Um, no need to trigger anyone's PTSD. Um, okay, I want to talk to you this week about David Foster's Instagram post about Catherine mm-hmm. McPhee. Okay. So it. David Foster posted a picture of Catherine McPhee looking extremely svelte, like hip bones yeah. jutting out, yeah. in a bikini, a stomach not a not a stretch mark within sight. Yeah. Just looking very thin. Yeah. And the caption is, of course, a music emoji. Which is so and fucking weird. Excuse my friend. Which is so weird. It's like he has to remind you that he's a music producer. Yeah. Like with every single caption, and, and it's like we all know. I want to. I want to crucify this man. I hate this man. Go on. Okay, but the so this is the caption. He writes music emoji. That's totally irrelevant. Then what, baby? Exclamation point. <sighs> all right, I would love to talk to you about this because mm-hmm. it sent everyone into an uproar. There, yeah. this went viral. People were really pissed. Yeah. Um, and I want your thoughts. Well, I want I want your thoughts first. Okay. Okay, here are my thoughts. I think it's fine to post thirst traps of your partner. In fact, I personally think that's one of the failings in my current relationship. Megan <laughs> has never posted a thirst trap right. of me. One time I, I sent a picture thing. of myself in a bikini in Mexico like yeah. to him. And he literally asked me, he's like, do you send me those because you want me to post them? And of course I did. But I was like, no. <laughs> No, definitely not. And that was when I learned that he would never post my thirst traps. I would have to post them. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, I guess Catherine McPhee's relationship doesn't suffer from the same failing, but 
Here's what I don't like about this. Yeah. Now that I've said, got that out of the way. Yeah. The problem with this, and I think the reason why everyone is valid in finding this to be and finding this post to be, um, I don't want to use the term problematic because it's one of my least favorite words of all time. What about triggering or gaslighting? Some other great terms. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I think it is. Yeah. Because I do think Catherine McPhee posted like her own rebuttal to everyone's criticisms and told everyone to basically F off and that her husband loves her and her body and everyone just needs to chill out and who cares which I actually did think was a little bit gaslighty. Yeah. Um, because this is what the message of this picture Yeah, I've, I've got many thoughts. The part about it that's gross, and I think that's that truly is not cool, is the what baby caption. Because mm-hmm. what it is, is saying, is what I want to celebrate is the fact that my wife looks like she never had a kid. Yeah. Like the goal of every woman and that mm-hmm. what we should celebrate mm-hmm. is having no mark of ever mm-hmm. having actually been pregnant. Not only do women have to bear the burden of continuing the human race, but then we need to bear no mark that we ever actually did that. And that I think is what is so incredibly, just frankly, damaging and not a cool message to push out, especially by a dude who's just like, seriously, of the boomer patriarchal gross generation. A dude who's fathered like 18 kids. Right. Right, exactly. Uh, Lauren Foster in her book said that mm-hmm. he liked her very thin. Like David likes me very guy. skinny. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Lauren, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think there's nothing wrong with posting a hot picture of your spouse, of your person, whatever. The caption is so gross. He has so many children that he's fathered. He's also just like, the problem is that he is just kind of a gross guy. He does not strike me as someone who has like, you know, a lot of like love and endearment for like women who who have like borne his children because he clearly leaves them the minute that they, you know, diminish in any way to him. And it's just super gross. And I think the other issue with this post, and I think Catherine's rebuttal, is that she's talked openly about having an eating disorder. Right. And struggling in that way. And her fans know that. And that's what I saw a lot in the comments was like her fans saying, hey, you've talked about this before. And that's this just really pushes like a super negative message onto women. Right. Like exactly. if you're – that you are someone who struggled with this before but that you have clearly no problem with, with perpetuating this idea that women are expected to literally bounce back from having a baby to perfection. Right. You know. And, and it's just like – I don't know. He's just – he's not a family man. And there's nothing I like more than a family man. And – He's just like super gross. Yeah. Okay. Another thing that we should just uh, continue man hating um, Mm -hmm. Steve Lodge's engagement. So I want to touch on this briefly. Steve Lodge was dating Vicky Gumbelson, I think, for four years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, They broke up. And within three or four months, he is now engaged to a 37 year old. He is 63. Um, She's an elementary school teacher. And he posted or he gave a statement to people. He gave a statement to people that said, I did ask Janice, his new girlfriend, on December 20th if she would become Mrs. Steve Chavez Lodge. And she happily agreed. Where did the self-esteem go for modern women? That's my question. Like, why? I don't know. Orange County is like a different Steve Lodge is either rich or attractive either. It doesn't make any sense. This one doesn't like – my brain cannot compute. No, no. I mean – 
it's disgusting. I like this man is so depressing. I mean, he, he along with like Harry Dubin, Tom D'Agostino or whatever, like they're all just so gross. Tom Luan's ex is also re-engaged. <laughs> he also got engaged on um on New Year's Eve and Bravo historian. The anniversary of their wedding. Yeah, and Bravo historian was like, wow, this man really loves New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but just like all these men are so gross. Honestly, my favorite part of the Steve Lodge engagement is him asking Janice if she would like become if she would become Mrs. Steve Chavez right. Lodge. Like, can you imagine if when Kagan proposed to me, he said, "Will you become Mrs. Kagan James Atkinson?" <laughs> it's like, what? Will you just like, become another part of my identity? It's just the most narcissistic way right. to propose to someone or to issue right. a statement about that. Yeah, yeah, it has yeah. nothing to do basically with her. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is another divorce that is pending before they okay. get married. Okay. Okay. What's next? Should we talk about our resolutions? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Chan, it is a new year. Um, let's talk about our resolutions. I'm very interested to hear yours. Go for I, it. <laughs> I honestly only I only have one that I'm pretty serious about. All the other ones are kind of half-hearted. You know, they're the classic ones. Spend more money more intentionally. Read right. all the books that I haven't read in my bookshelf. Right. Stop being but a I think, book collector and be a reader. Right, exactly. Um, okay, that was really rude. Um, uh, <laughs> was but basically, that was just like a general, or even toward myself. <laughs> no, it's fair. It's true. I, I, I've realized that I have this one pain point of my life. You know, I don't have a lot of pain points, thankfully, but I do have one, and that is the Sunday scaries. Um, I don't know if it's PTSD from my job or if it's just being a millennial, but like, you know, basically a quarter of my weekend is usually ruined by the dread of for Monday. Okay. Right. right. Love my job. I feel extremely grateful for it. Yada, yada, yada. That being said, no matter what, I'm like never ready for Monday. And this like is literally like t- takes a toll on my whole weekend because I never make plans for Sunday night because I know I'm going to be kind of moody. And right. so I just like try to do everything in my power. Like I just, I say no to everything because I just want to be like at home nesting, essentially like emotionally preparing myself. Um, is that really what it is? Like, are you just trying to get ready for the week ahead? So like you have laundry done and you're organized and it doesn't feel like yeah, it's, it's like that. Or like, is I think it truly like just meditating for four hours? No, it, it's like that. Like, I think like for me, if I have an organized space, I feel it's, it's like a mood enhancer for me. If I, mm-hmm. if my space is organized and my apartment right. is clean and I have like done all the, all my tasks and checked off all my silly little boxes. And so right. like, like that's one easy way for me to like boost my mood. So like, that's mm-hmm. what I try to spend that time doing, but it's just not enough. It's not working because like, you know, basically yesterday starting at 1 PM, I was just like, I want to be a, at home. Like I don't want to be doing anything else. Mm-hmm. And I, so anyways, I got to figure out like a new ritual or something. I need to either like start doing drugs or I don't know, find, find some new way to make this like millennial problem more manageable. That's what my resolutions. I have no, I don't know how to help you here on that one. Uh, Oh, great. Sorry. I've never, even when I've had jobs that I haven't enjoyed, I don't feel like I've, maybe I just, maybe it's just been so long. I don't know. I don't. (laughs) Even fresh homemade cookies never gave you this? No, I've never experienced this before. I hope this is something you can work through, especially because you like your job now. Right. I just don't like working. Yeah. That's the issue. I think the problem is, like, no matter what, a job is, like, my time is no longer my own. 
Right. It's like now there's demands on my time. And that is just really like something I do not look forward to. And I think this weekend was especially bad because it was coming off of like a very long break. But I need to like either go to like a workout class or like I said, take drugs or something because (laughs) it's not working. Um, I tried to come up with resignations, you guys, because last year we did New Year's resignations, which was basically like instead of resolutions, it was giving up on all your hopes right. and dreams and accepting yep. the person you'd become. Yep. Um, but I realized that I gave up on everything last year. <laughs> there, there wasn't much left to resign myself to. So anyway, my resolution this year, my primary one is to go all in on work. Okay. Um, it's to really, really dive into working, travel less for sure, and to really that. devote myself to my pop apologist and my other business and really turbocharge both of them. So hopefully that is something that, you know, results in a lot more Instagram activity for everyone, a lot more content that you guys really enjoy. I cannot wait to see you double down. That's another thing. Another way people can help this podcast. If we share a reel, that's like, you know, us chatting, or if we share a reel, that's a edit of the podcast please share it with someone. If you think it's funny, share it with someone who you think would think it's funny. And you know that's a great way. We're going to really work on getting a lot of shareable content out this year. So hopefully that can be a key driver of growth for us. Yes. Please share. Love you all. So that brings me to my other resolution, Chandler, which is I am also not only doubling down on work, but I'm doubling down on work in the home. I think that I moved to Puerto Rico and I went from really being a very much like a caretaking partner. I used to cook dinner all the time, really nurture, very nurturing in that way. I Mm -hmm. loved it. And then I moved Mm -hmm. to PR. And for some reason, I think I just, I couldn't do any sort of like HelloFresh system. I had, yeah. Instacart doesn't exist here. I don't have a car and it just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of that, I stopped cooking and I really want to cook again. Yeah. I want you to cook again. I love it. I love doing it. Right. And You're a wonderful uh, anyways, cook. thank you. So that is my New Year's resolution. I did begin work on this resolution yesterday. And can I tell you how that went? Yes. Tell me how how's your first day going? Okay, so yesterday I compiled my long list of groceries from four different recipes. Mm -hmm. I looked through my home to see what I had. I was very organized and I went to the local grocery store. They had about 60% of the ingredients I needed. So I walked home with all those groceries and I put them away and then I ubered to a further away grocery store mm-hmm. um which had i would say another 20 percent of the groceries i needed okay okay so yeah. then i walked to another grocery store that was and they had maybe a few more anyway i went to five different grocery stores okay. probably walked an hour around san juan oh. to procure all the different ingredients i needed for the four meals i'm planning on making this okay. week i get to my final grocery store finally have everything or or adequate substitutes yeah thereof yeah um and i'm leaving the store and how many hours into this journey are you first of all let me say it's in 80 degrees in puerto rico it's hot i'm sweating it's just it's gross walking Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. um and i'm probably a good four hours into this journey several uber car rides yeah yeah um i'm also 300 dollars into groceries yeah Okay. What when you're first starting out, and I'm hoping that it gets a lot cheaper, but you gotta buy, you gotta buy right. 
every single, you know, herb that's needed, but you got to buy everything new. Right. So a lot of staples I didn't have. So that's probably why it was so expensive. Anyway, I'm at my final grocery store. I have my final bag of groceries. Mm -hmm. It's a brown paper bag. I decided to kind of just pile in my new ingredients on top of the ingredients from the last like store I went to because I didn't want to have like another shopping bag. Yeah. Yeah. So I go outside, I called my Uber home and the Uber driver cannot find me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm like walking around the parking lot frantically. So he doesn't leave frantically looking for the gray Toyota Yaris. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I find it. Yeah. I like dash toward it. And at that very moment, the bottom of my paper brown oh, grocery bag <laughs> splits open and the artisan $26.99 olive oil I have procured <laughs> crashes to the cement or the asphalt sis. and breaks all over everything. Oh, sis. I'm in front of his car at this point and I have my AirPods in because I was listening to a podcast. So, and then I, and one of my AirPods falls out, goes underneath his car. <gasps> so I scramble. I get all the groceries kind of like in my arms and I, you know, open the door to his car. I put them on the floor of his car. Ugh. And then, mind you, the olive oil bottle and jar and broken glass is oh also splattered in front of his car. Yeah, so wait, are you it, are you cleaning this up at th- this point or what? So I'm like, and my AirPod is underneath his car. Oh so I'm like, hey, can you drive like 10 feet so that I can <sighs> get my AirPod? Meanwhile, yeah, there's yeah. also traffic. Yeah. Like I'm like causing congestion. In right, this right, right. So he only speaks Spanish. Yeah. So now I'm like gesticulating with my body like, okay, go this way. I need, you know, and I like hold up my other AirPod. I need to get, find my whatever. He kind of gets the point picture. He backs up. He gets the picture. (laughs) (laughs) I proceed to walk in front of his car. I get my AirPod. I walk back and I fully slip in (gasps) the oil. No! And crash to the asphalt, skin both my knees, and rip knee holes in my new Lululemon pants. I didn't even think you could rip Lululemons. You're kidding. Yes. Yeah. Well, they will rip if you, if you, yes. Uh, I ate it. Meanwhile, I had, yeah. So anyway, um, I ate it on the asphalt. Um, my hands are like scraped up. Ugh. It's a total nightmare. Is he helpful or what? what's his mode right now? And he's just like this nice Puerto Rican sp- man who only speaks Spanish who has yeah. no idea what like, he signed why up this, for. Like, hapless white lady is like right, you know right. on the floor probably in front of him. He's just yeah. has no clue what he signed up for. Right, anyway. Right. So I am just like a wreck. So I get up. I like, I try to get as much of the olive oil bottle glass, like picked up as possible. Yeah. Take it to the nearby trash can. There's still traffic congestion. Yeah. I'm covered in olive oil. My knees are bleeding and I get into his vehicle. I get home. He drives me back home. I get up. You know, I I take all the loose ingredients are you, in my arms. Here's my question. Are you having blood covered? Are you presenting Kagan at any point? Are you Am like, screw it? you, Kagan, for making me want to be a, a wonderful homemaker for you? I did this no. for you. Like at this point, I feel like I'd I'd start I'd be so frustrated with my day that I would just I would start to then project that frustration onto the people I love in my life. 
No, honestly, the opposite. I'm just filled with self-loathing. Like I just blame yeah. myself. Like I'm like, why are you so incompetent? Yeah. Why is cooking, Ugh. which oh, is just seems like a sis. natural part of life, so difficult? Why is it so difficult for you? Why is it so expensive? Why can't oh. you just – why is this so hard? Why does oh. life seem so hard? That's you so know? mean. Like it's just like yeah. you have total flexibility in your time. Right. You should be able to – No excuse cooking a meal every day and keeping a, a tidy home. Right. What is your problem? Right. You know, why do you come home covered in blood and oil <laughs> if it's done? Also, are these the little lemons you just recently got yes, with your money? Yes, brand yeah. new ones. Yeah, yeah. So I get home and I realize when I've gotten home, as I've, you know, all the loose ingredients, I finally got them on the counter, that I must have set down my other AirPod on top of his <gasps> car when I looked for the <sighs> Fully, I'm out an AirPod. No. This has turned into now a $500 right. yeah. grocery excursion. You're freaking screwed. Yeah. That I'm going to be physically scarred from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, additionally, so let yeah, me you're fast maimed. forward you. Yes. So let me fast forward you to the evening portion. Mm-hmm. So I dutifully go to make the meal. I'm yeah. making a creamy sun-dried tomato chicken pasta for dinner. Ooh, that sounds so good. And I realized that I simply just don't have the cooking apparatus to Mm -hmm. execute the meal as planned. Okay. I don't have a large like skillet, like a large home skillet. I have one like kind of standard, probably eight inch cooking pan. Yeah. And like a a small soup pan. That's Mm -hmm. it. All that Mm -hmm. came with this apartment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just don't have anything. I had bought pans, but they just aren't here yet. Yeah. Okay. I'm very serious about this new goal. So I'm like, whatever, I'm going to have to now split this. I'm going to have to finagle this recipe so that this works in these two pans. Yeah, yeah. Um, cooking pasta in a frying pan is not advised. If liquid <laughs> cannot fully cover your pasta, I don't recommend it. It was yeah, just, uh-huh. it was such chaos. It like almost caused a fire, like so stressful. Oh. My kitchen was a complete disaster. Kagan was like starving and kept coming up and being like, like, is it almost ready? I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And yeah, I'm like, shut oh, up. Great. Like I'm about to start a fire. Like <sighs> this isn't even working. Anyway, he had the great oh. idea to put lids on the pans to use the steam to fully cook the noodles, which yeah, that, didn't actually end up working finally. That's good. Good for something, Anyway, it ended up being a delicious meal, I will say, like a truly fabulous recipe that I'm going to send to you because it's really, I think if you have the proper apparatus, an easy recipe and very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I will say this story ends well because like – we like we had the sweetest moment. (laughs) We had this, we just had like the sweetest moment and and he loved the food (gasps) and, and it really was like a moment of connection for us. And he was so cute. Like inter, he was just so cute with me afterwards and his love language is acts of service. I could tell he felt very like taken care of. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this might, wasn't necessarily worth it, but, um, (laughs) this was a good experience. This Aww. part was a good experience. So anyway. Sis, oh, that makes me so happy. I'm glad it all ended well because that that's truly awful. And I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy because that sounds so terrible. Yeah. It was a very expensive day. It was a very expensive day. I don't know how people – I don't know how people do it. I guess Instacart well, and just being rich is how people do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't 
it's just it's such a task like I I had this like grand idea oh I'm gonna like make a delicious dinner this week and I'm just like you know screw it you can have ground turkey and some tortilla chips I honestly feel like you're either making like the Costco bulk, like polygamous family, cheap, mm-hmm. gross meals. Yeah. No offense to any polygamous listeners, mm-hmm. but the meals you see them make on like sister wives. Yeah. Or can you imagine that cooking for like a family too? Yeah. Ex- or you're making yeah. like actually good food and it's really expensive. It's super expensive. And it's also just like, I mean, I, my kitchen is non existent, it's essentially a bathroom kitchen. And so it's just like it's so annoying to cook too because there's like no counter space. Right. It doesn't make not honestly you you have a beautiful kitchen where you can kind of like spread out your stuff and your ingredients and like really enjoy it. But like cooking no. a big meal at my place is actually it's like okay, well I need I need to do start this meal six hours before so that I can like use the counter space for different tasks like separately and like I need to prep ingredients hours before because I can't prep them all at the same time because I don't have the counter space for that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, you're not this isn't a cooking phase of your life. This is no. an eating out in New York phase but, of your life. But also I but then it's like then it's really expensive. So it's just it all sucks, you know. Life sucks, you guys. Um that's yeah. the theme of this episode. Right. Literally. <laughs> all right, Chan. Okay. Love you. We didn't get Love to any you. of the advice. Everyone submitted wonderful questions for us to give advice on. We're going to get to all of them. Yeah, we're um, going to get to them. I, th- I think we should do it either on, like on the Patreon or on – well, we should probably do it on the regular since everyone submitted. Right. Um, let's do – yeah, let's try to – we'll either do it next week or I'll try to do them on stories. I guess we yeah. can just do it – I guess since we didn't say it would be Patreon, let's just have it be next week's episode is the advice. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so we'll make that next week's episode, you guys. Sorry if you asked for advice. It's going to be a minute, but we'll make that next week's episode. And then we have really exciting stuff coming up. A big announcement. We have a very exciting thing happening next week. Mm. Chandler, do you want to say? Guys, we're going to watch What Happens Live with Heather Gay. Literally. We are, Can you I'm believe it, girls? to New York. We're like getting dinner the night before with her. I don't know how our life turned around in no. such a deep way. We're so excited. So we're going to recap that on the Patreon. We want to keep our friendship with her. We do not want to spill all the deets on the regular episode. So if you are on the Patreon, you're going to hear all about the Watch What Happens live experience. So that'll be really fun. Um, And yeah, it should be really exciting. Get excited, y'all. I can't wait. I like need to go find an outfit. We're also not. We're gonna be guests with her, like in the green room. When Andy Cohen is not hosting. Oh gosh, yeah. Let me make that abundantly clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, All right, Jen. Love you too. All right, you guys. Lauren jumping on after the episode because we really need your help. Pop Apologist needs to grow in 2022. We've been doing the pod now for almost two years. And ultimately, we really need to see that growth in 2022 to keep going. So if you want the pod to stay on the air, if you don't want the podcast to be a brief, wonderful memory, but you want more episodes to continue, please help us. How can you help? One, share on your Instagram stories. If you love an episode, share it and include the link so all of your followers can easily click that link and listen. That is huge. will help us so much. So please consider doing that. Additionally, you can write a review on iTunes. We're hoping to get to over a thousand reviews. 
And finally, you can become a Patreon member. There's a $4.99 tier. And if you think this podcast brings you $5 worth of value per month, please consider donating to the Patreon. It really keeps us alive. But the main thing is sharing the pod because truly we just need more listeners and we need more downloads. So with that said, please share. We truly, truly appreciate it if you love the pod and we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We are so grateful for you and hope you enjoyed the episode. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books found in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.